Hi, I'm Greg Eulen with Reynolds & Reynolds. Today, I'm talking with Julie Reinhardt from Naked Line Marketing. I've known Julie for quite a while, and she is an absolute expert when it comes to digital marketing and advertising. Let's get connected. Julie, hi. Thanks for hopping on today. Thanks for having me, Greg. Yep, absolutely. So, Julie, obviously, marketing for, for dealers has changed pretty dramatically over the last couple of years. Um, and, and inventory has always been the, the way to get people in the store, right? If you have the cars, put it in front of them and get them into the store. Um, clearly, that's, that's never been more important than it is today. Um, and digital advertising and, and a lot of that world that you live in, digital advertising is, is still a very effective way to get people in the store, putting the right cars in front of the right people. Um, but I'm hoping to start our conversation today a little bit more around organic listings and, and how to get traffic from that. So could, could you maybe, um, I guess, dive into anything that's new and, and what's going on in that world? Yeah, um, everything's always new, right? So they're constantly making updates to make sure that Google is performing best for its users. Um, one of those recent updates happened just in June, 2021. Um, Google launched their page experience update, um, and that continued through August, too. Um, for a little bit of background, Google had previously published a, a list of reporting metrics called Core Web Vitals that site owners needed to pay attention to when it came to ranking in search results. And this algorithm update takes those vitals and uses them to officially impact the ranking order when a user makes an inquiry on Google. So those are things like page responsiveness or how long it takes a page to respond when the user interacts with it. So how many times have you clicked on a page and then it takes five seconds for it to load and then you start clicking on it a dozen times? That well, happened. I would tell you like on my phone, it's even worse, right? If it doesn't load right away, then I just go back and click the next one. Right, exactly. Or you'll just navigate off that site altogether. So, so that will impact your user experience or your UX. Um, and there's also layout shifting, which reports on how the page will shift as it loads. Um, so those frustrating things like when a page loads, but there's a late pop-up making that user accidentally click on a link that they didn't mean to. Um, that could even include the new cookie warnings that sites are having now um, if they're not done well. Um, and just overall loading time. We know for a long time that the average person has practically zero patience when it comes to waiting on a page to load. I know I do. Um, that's about 2.5 seconds average to be exact um, that people have patience for. So if, if your page is loading slowly, it impacts your web vital metrics and also your bounce rate. And both of those can tank your search results. Um, yeah. a, a few ways that you can make sure your page experience isn't hurting your pages is checking the connection on your site and making sure it's secure. So you can tell this by if you have an HTTPS in your URL at the beginning. Um, you can also use Google's mobile-friendly test and the security issues report to see how your site performs and where you can improve. Um, you can reduce load times 
and strengthening usability with technical SEO practices. And with this update, we just want to stress that the importance of monitoring your site's page experience report within Google Search Console is important. This report will tell you about, go ahead. Oh no! I was just—I was just going to say—is that—is that kind of where people would access these these reports to uh, uh, check out performance? Yeah, that would be in Google Search Console. Um, the report tells you about mobile usability, security issues, ad violations, so much more. You can also use that search performance report to filter through good pages, so you can understand what works and how to implement those across the entire site. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Good. So, you know, and when you think about today's environment, right, you have you have the paid advertising to get vehicles in front of people, but then um, when you think about the broader dealership and and hopefully for, for a lot of stores changing in a lot of ways, the way that they're advertising and marketing, you know, you got to have a focus in fixed stops and you got to have a focus in uh, being a place that, that buys used vehicles to, to source that inventory. There's a lot of different pieces. So I think this is, is relevant and important right now. Um, but but Julie, beyond, you know, just search listings, there, there's a pretty decent amount of features out there um, that, that Google offers that tend to be underutilized. I think we've talked about this a little bit, but um, curious on your perspective on some of these kind of, I'll call them ancillary features. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Traditionally, when we think about SEO, we think about those, you know, if we're ranking in the top 10 on the front page of Google, and that has definitely evolved over the years. Um, so the main ones we really see are those featured snippets um, the people also ask, and then most importantly, my favorite, the Google business profile, um, the, those first two rely on pages and content with on your own site, within your own site, um, and featured snippets are those boxes at the top of the results that may include lists, stats, or bolded text to provide just those quick answers to users. And that means you might not even get that traffic to your website. Um, that quick answer also usually keeps users from scrolling down to the actual organic results too. People also ask is usually like right below that or a few down, um, but also encourages users to stop scrolling or maybe even from going to an actual website. Um, and they enforce the idea that those top few results are gonna be the best resources for answering their questions. So then if you aren't finding what you're looking for, maybe you need to see similar questions to get a better answer or more information. So, and th those really appear on over a third of results relating to automotive questions. So it's really important to optimize our content for that feature. Um, so answering common questions in your content by creating a blog that answers questions um, about, you know, how to service your car. Um, making sure you're keeping keywords in mind too um, and not getting too technical. You need to write your content the way that your customers would be searching and how they would understand the information. Uh, lastly is the uh, Google business profile and certainly not the least important. Um, this was previously Google My Business, um, which is 
been around for quite a while, but Google continues to improve it. So it really only recently started getting the attention it deserves. Um, I'm kind of the GMB nerd around Naked Lime, so I'm definitely really excited about that. Um, so what GMB does is when a, a when a Google when a user Googles um, something like car repaired near me, uh, Google will use that customer's location in relation to business profiles listed in their area. The top listings will be placed in a local free pack at the top of results, or if there's just one clear answer for which business the user is looking for. So say there's only one place that offers car repair within 30 miles of that user, that single business profile will get uh, a place of honor on the right-hand side or the knowledge graph of a desktop listing or just the very top of a mobile device. Um, but what's, what's really great about the Google business profile is that the content that shows up is much more controlled by the business than the normal organic results that'll populate. Um, so that listing can show your sales and service departments, their respective hours of operation, your exact location, even the specific location of departments within the building, um, phone numbers, links that direct them to, you know, get directions or even to call or message the business. Users can also see reviews of businesses, which is really important right now. Um, there's notes and posts personally from the business. Um, you can see the service offers, uh, holiday hours, and just, just so much more on there. Uh, but it is up to the business to claim that listing and update it consistently to keep showing up and be accurate. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and you know, when you layer all these things in, this is the part that I think is, is sometimes overlooked is you have all these different features and, and a lot of them are very robust, but when you layer them all together, it gives you multiple at-bats in that one search, right? So you have your paid listings at the top and then you have um, people also ask and you have your organic listings and you have your Google My Business listing. When, when you layer those, um, it really gives you more than one at-bat. So even if somebody doesn't see what they want or they click and come back, um, you have the next at-bat as well. So you're, you're constantly as a dealer, as an advertiser, um, getting opportunities to be in front of in front of consumers and ones that are, are looking for what you have. All right, so shifting to paid advertising, Julie, um, you know, something that's been top of mind and in, really in the news a decent amount recently is the move away from third-party cookies. And that that does put a hit on, on dealers and any advertisers because it, it takes away a layer of that, uh, you know, behavioral data, that online information uh, that, that we used to target. So uh, touch base a little bit on that and what it means for uh, for dealers. Yeah, so back in January of 2020, Google announced that they were phasing out third-party cookies by 2022, and that's right around the corner. Um, so essentially, third-party data is any data that is not owned by the company using it to target customers. Um, and governments and individuals are sometimes uncomfortable with their personal information being sold to companies that they've never done business with. So Google is putting this privacy sandbox in place that helps block some of that personally identifying information from being used by companies to advertise. 
um, Google's current timeline has most of those efforts being ready for adoption by mid-2022 with transition periods beginning near the end of the year and into 2023. But, but luckily and fortunately, dealerships belong to an industry that is set up really well to succeed regardless of those limitations on third-party data because they own tons of information about their customers, um, which is first-party data. So that's emails, sales and service history, and more. Um, so then if you learn about the, the demographics and behaviors of your target market area, you can use all of that data together within Google and other sources um, to target customers with relevant messaging. Um, so you have the benefit of already having history with them and that first party data is not going away. So dealerships can definitely play to that advantage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, dealers know everything, right? Who they are, where they live, how much they make, everything. So uh, being right. able to use that is uh, definitely a good thing. And I'll, I'll tell you, I think a, a lot of it has to do with um, how it's positioned with with your customers too. Have you seen um, what, what Spotify did recently, their campaign around, isn't it cool? I actually haven't, no. Okay, so they, they put out this campaign that, that framed kind of having information about me or about you or about any consumer as, isn't it cool what we can do? Um, so isn't it cool that just by playing one song, we know five others that you'll like? Isn't it cool, fill in the blank? Um, so, so positioning uh, the information and the data as something positive for the consumer has, has really been uh, a good thing for them. But it's, it's pretty interesting when you think about, you know, how you can, how you can frame it up and, and how that impacts your, uh, your customer base. Yeah, very true. All right, Julie. Well, good conversation. I definitely appreciate you hopping on today. Um, before we hop off, I mean, what what else uh, haven't we touched on that we should? Anything else you want to cover? Uh, yeah, of course. So, so first off, I want to mention that Google has so many resources available to help you understand how your business is performing online on Google. Um, and that can really help in the environment that we're experiencing right now where everything starts online. Um, and at a time where inventory, both vehicle and parts is so prevalent um, and this organic method of sharing content is genuine and transparent. Um, otherwise Google will call you out if you haven't changed your Google business profile listing in a while because they want to make sure that customers have all the current information that they need to make a decision. Um, so Google is definitely not a set it and forget it platform. Digital advertising, whether it's paid or organic, changes so quickly depending on the needs of the users. Um, so if you don't keep up with it, you will fall behind. Um, and in this virtual setting, it's, it's expected that you use those resources to help your prospects. So stay on top of it keep producing quality content and you'll set yourself up for success. Perfect. All right. Well, hey, Julie, thanks again for, uh, for taking time. Definitely appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Thank you. Before we hop off, don't forget, you can catch uh, episodes of Connected on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify podcasts. Make sure to subscribe so you're notified every other Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks for joining today and we'll see you in two weeks. Mm -hmm.